Hi, everybody. It's episode 438 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I am you Chris. Did it. I did do it. Over there is Druten. Hello. And then over at another place is Richie. You lied to the listeners. You said you were going to get it wrong. Uh, you, you know what? I got it right. Also, it sounds like you have, something, you have something in your dryer. You might want to check that. <laughs> no, no. There's nothing in there. Oh, it said, I thought that noise in the background, you know, like when you have like, like a quarter in the dryer, like that, like mm-hmm. rhythmic, rhythmic thump. I thought that's yeah. what that noise was. No, no, that's not that. Well, then you should get that checked out because that seems like something's wrong. No, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> the dryer's just, I'm, not I'm, on. I'm kidding. There's nothing wrong. Come on now. You're, you're just nervous because you have so many things go wrong. In your <laughs> oh, trust me. Yes. And it's like my dryer, I have to have that paid off next month. Uh, alright, so, Sears Scratch and Dent, it used to be Sears Scratch and Dent, and it's now at, like, American Freight, whatever. They have a, like, you can pay this off in ten easy payments. I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of money. Let's do that. First payment is, like, 50 bucks, and then it's supposed to be 50 bucks after that. But, what they don't tell you is the reason it's ten payments is because if you don't pay it off by a hundred days from the day that you get it, that from the day that this is accepted, they charge you 150% I mean, of what's due on the loan. So 150% is a little overkill, but that is actually, yeah. like, from what I have seen when it comes to those sorts of deals, doing 100% of the total interest is not uncommon. So, like, yeah, if you had a $1,000 loan and you paid it down to 200 they tack on the interest for the so, full $1,000. Yeah. So, like, yeah. once, I, once I found that out and everything, I... I was like, all right, well, this, I've got to focus on this. And like, the first payment was like, uh, $150. This payment was like $188 or something like that. And my next payment's going to be $200 that I have to do in, in, in February. Uh, I have to have this paid off by the 12th, or as of right now, I'm getting $250 added to my debt. And it's just, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. So yeah, I don't, I don't need anything else breaking. No, no, no in, in that case, you definitely do not. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, once that's paid off, I mean, I have so much other debt that I need to worry about paying off, so it just doesn't even matter. Yeah, that sound. I mean, look, at, le- at least at that point, you'll have some of your debt paid off, right? Um, maybe, but it was debt that I didn't have two- three months ago that I paid off in three months, like, so it doesn't really help me that much, but it does, if that makes sense. Kind of. Like, it- it's, it's, now it's, I have to pay it off so rapidly that it was, it- that it, it doesn't really help me pay off the rest of my debt. Right. Because it it's not a long-term effect. Like, it's not like a, a, a five-year bill for $100 that I've been paying off that now is an extra $100 I have each month. It is, I scratch the surface of my wallet to pay this off on time, to not get that 150%. Well, if you would just start that OnlyFans... <laughs> You'd be- you know, I really should. I really should. Look, I th- I'm I'm coming close to forty watched hours on 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 YouTube. So like, I might start getting start making money on YouTube. We'll see. Don't don't assume that. From what I hear, YouTube money is not real money unless you've got sponsors. Well, I mean, I still I don't have this this subscribership or anything like that. And my follow my hours watched are from shorts. So that is very volatile. Could he could be super huge one day and then. Super bad the rest, but I literally, I posted my Mega Man X1 short today that, uh, blew up within an hour. Or blew up to me, which got average views, about three to four hundred views in an hour. That's what I normally get a day 
on a new reel. I got that in an hour, and then it's still growing from now from there. Which I mean, hey, at least you're you're getting some sort of uh. Yeah. Look, I I feel like I phoned it in this week with that reel because there was no editing, there was no any. It was just me cutting together the video so that it shows my face and shows me doing it. And I'm just like, I feel like I phoned it in. It is my most popular post. Or, like, second most popular post right now. I'm like, I don't fucking understand this shit. I really don't. I mean, look, that that is content creation. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I posted on Monday the Godzilla Funko Pop and, like, hashtag Mega Man X on YouTube Reels. It right now has almost a thousand views, which is, I believe, the second most views of a single short that I have. And all it is is me showing a fucking Funko Pop. But all the rest of the me showing a Funko Pop probably averaged 200 to 300 views. So show less Funko Pops? But then all of the, like, actual edited ones, on average, two to 300 views. I guess, I think Mega Man is a big, big hashtag on YouTube. I mean, Mega Man is very popular, even though there hasn't really been one in a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mega Man 11 is 2019, so yeah, I guess Was it only 2019? I feel like it was longer ago than that. I fi- I don't know for sure. Dude, time's a flat circle since COVID. Like, I mean, you're fuck? not wrong. It's w- no, you're you are wrong. Time is Jeremy Baramy. That's what time is. Okay, it, it was 2018. 20. All right, still like that. Not that long. It's five years, but not that long. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like I would have said it was like 2016. Mm-hmm. May- like maybe 2017, but even that seems like it's pushing it. So I know it yeah. came out on Switch, but I thought it was one of those like came out later on Switch, which it may have still. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I played it on PC, so... Of course you did. Fucking nerd. What? I don't know. I just... No. Just seemed like yeah. the right thing to say. Yeah. Anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? Uh, so we're going to talk about Jurassic Park, the original 1995 movie that we watched for Book Club. Uh, Drew actually watched a movie not for Book Club, as did Chris, but that's not a big deal. It's more Drew watched a movie not on Book Club. Uh, Glass Onion, which is the, uh, sequel, spiritual successor to Glass Knives. Glass Knives? Uh, wow. <laughs> is there, is, no. Try, I don't know try what again. it's called. I never saw, I never saw it. Give it I another really try. Give it another try. No, because yes. I really don't yes. know what it is. Yeah, But you, you had one of the words right. Well, it's kn- uh, Knives Out. There you go. <laughs> Look, it, I, I knew it was Knives, but it's, it's fucking Glass Onion. So that's, you know what? I'd never seen it, so... I don't care. Um, it doesn't pertain to me, because it's never existed in my brain. Um, then, Cobb, you have opinions on movies? Yeah, I watched a lot uh, of movies. Drew, you played some Duelist 2. I was supposed to, but instead I slept. But we can still talk about it, because I do remember a lot about it. Um, and then I made it through both playthroughs of Mega Man X4 in six hours and change. So, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, uh, in this case, we're just going to go right into book club. Uh, so what did you guys think of 1993's Steven Spielberg classic, Jurassic Park? I think it still holds up to today. Like, yeah, they, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, graphically with the CG that it, like, it, it needs some, like, obviously it needs some work. It's 1995 CG. But still, like, I feel like even the CG in Jurassic Park, that the handful, I, mean, I think there was, what, less than two minutes of digital s- scenes? Um, I think that is better than sometimes a lot of the CG we see in modern day. And I think that movie still holds up as a fantastic, 
in my opinion, masterpiece. Yeah, and I believe 90% of that is practical effects, too. Like, I know yes. I know all the smaller dinosaurs definitely are. And the, by smaller, I mean, like, the Triceratops and the Raptors. The, the T-Rex was also animatronic. Okay, I, I wasn't the, 100% they're, sure. Yeah, they're, like, the scene where they're in the, uh, like, on the tour, and uh, it's coming down on the kids and whatnot, like, that was all animatronic. Um... I've, but then, yeah, there was a decent amount of CG T-Rex as well. But, like, you're right. Like, it still actually holds up incredibly well for a 30-year-old movie this year. Yeah. It was, was it 93 or 95? It 93. was 93. 93? Oh, okay. I think Jurassic World... Or, no, I'm sorry, no, uh, Lost Jurassic World. Jurassic Park 2. Lost, yeah, Lost World, World was 97. And then Jurassic yeah. Park 3 was 2000 or 2001. Might have been 2001. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I love the movie. I think it's great. Honestly, even the kids, like the kids were they're not the best actors, but like they did a good job casting those kids. Um the the kid who who the the the, the, the little boy, I can't remember his name. I, I cuz I'm bad with the names. Um he he had some good comedic timing, honestly. Like he was good at what he was Yeah, doing. they are actually both like for being like young actors, they are both actually very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what about you guys? What did you say? What about you, Drew? I mean, it's good. Like, I, I can't say I felt as good watching it as I did watching Glass Onion, <laughs> per se. But it's unfair on a, you know, it's a rewatch. It's not something new. It's a rewatch, and it's also, like, they're two completely different movies. It's, yeah, uh, so, sure. like, it's... But, I mean, it, like, it's just from a, I had just a general enjoyment thing of watching a movie... But again, it, it's a rewatch. It's not that Jurassic Park is not good. It's that mm-hmm. I knew everything that was going to happen. So, like, cool. What? A, yes. Like, it's like okay, yeah, cool. Everything is in this movie is very well done, with yeah. like the exception of like one bit of CG. It was like, oh, hey, that does not hold up. You can really tell they're in front of a green screen right now. But yeah, what scene was that? Uh, the, the first time when they see all the dinosaurs off in the background. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, they are just on a big green set right now. Like. I, I was curious if, if you were thinking of the same scene. Uh, th- there, there, there were definitely some flaws in this movie, though. I mean, it's a 90s, early 90s movie. There's going to be some flaws. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, uh, they said Dilophosaurus, are poisonous they're not they're venomous uh, it's just a minor minor correction there i mean that's just bad script writing or it is or if you look at it in universe the person who says it is just stupid and doesn't know the difference like most it, people will it, most people will call snakes poisonous even though they're venomous but i think it was hammond who said that they're poisonous he's not a doctor i i think it was hammond who said or or no it was the narration of the uh of the cars of the jeeps that said that they were poisonous. I think I can't remember who said it, but I was just like, oh, that kind of that kind of like got me a little bit. It's something I never noticed until this watch through. I was like, oh no, they're not. They're they're ven- they're venomous. They they spit the their venom out and and it affects you. Like you don't eat them and then it makes you sick. They spit it at you and you get it on you and it paralyzes you. Um, okay, nerd. Look, it's just it's just something people need to need to need to acknowledge. Um also the other thing I, I I've always wondered, how does Elliot and Muldoon get from the Jeep where um 
the Jeep where, uh, 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 what's his name is, down to the Jeep where the kids and Grant were, and then back up to the Jeep, all in that time before that T-Rex attack. And why did Grant and the kids not find that way back up to well, the main road? they did it during the day, whereas Grant and the kids... No, no, that was at night, just after the initial attack. Oh, I thought that, I thought them going back was during the day. No, they went back maybe an hour after the attack or something like that. Like, it was not a long time after the attack. Like, who knows the exact timeline. But, like, they like they were down in, like, where the Jeep was. And then they cut to the scene where, where, where he's like, guys, come on, come on, come on, we gotta go. And it's just like, either they just cut that really poorly timingly, like, it made it seem like it was immediate. But, like, no, that's a drop. There is a long distance for them to get from down where they were up to the Jeep. But, I mean, they also had the gas-powered Jeeps at that point, too, that they could drive but, on. And But they only had one gas-powered Jeep, and why? why uh, Malcolm was in it. They weren't in another gas-powered Jeep that went down below. You don't know. They did. There's. It's not there. They took one gas-powered Jeep, they put Malcolm in it, and then they went down below to inspect the crash of the other Jeep. Yeah, and who say they didn't drive down there? You don't know. Where's the other? Where'd the other Jeep come from? What other Jeep? That's, you said who said they didn't drive down there. Like, they have a Jeep. Why couldn't they have driven the Jeep down there? Because Malcolm wasn't down there with them. But he could have been in the Jeep and you just didn't see him. But he was in the Jeep up top. And they drove that Jeep down. But he was in it. Yeah. So, but he was in it up top. How did they drive it down, drive it back up, and then get back out of the Jeep just for him to say, get back in the Jeep? I don't see the problem here. Oh my god. I hate you. Look, I hate you. That part not as big of a deal as the flying velociraptor. So let's get into this flying velociraptor. I can explain it uh, for those who for those who have watched um, this movie uh, near the end when the, the raptors are attacking and and all the people are crawling through the ducts and the um uh, what is it the drop ceiling which should not hold that many people at all. No, uh-huh. no, not even a little bit. But they they were uh, at least metal greeting. Yeah. Um, a velociraptor pops his head up into the uh, in into the drop ceiling, and then drops down uh, with uh, the girl, and then they climb back up and they show the image down below. And there's no way this raptor should have been able to poke its head up. I know how that this works. The same way the fucking T Rex was able to get out of his paddock. That's how it works. Which is flying. It's there's no way. That's how it works. That T-Rex should not have been able to get out of that paddock. You saw how far that car dropped? How big that tree is? There's no way that T-Rex could have been able to even look out that paddock. But do we how know the that hell? That, do we know that that is where the T-Rex came from exactly though? The the T-Rex came from 5 feet 5 to 10 feet behind from the paddock and and fencing 5 to 10 feet behind where that Jeep was. And then knocked the Jeep off its rails cuz there was no power, they were not running spun it around a few times in the same spot, and then knocked it over into this 60-foot crevice. It was not 60 feet. It was huge. It was maybe lo- t- longer. You're over But at, at the same time, it's the same spot that the fucking T-Rex ripped the fencing. So if, exactly the, if it was there to rip, like, I don't know. And honestly, but if that, that thing slopes, that T-Rex could have just been walking along the top ledge of it looking for a way but, out. But that slope, though, how far would that slope be for that T-Rex to be able to get out? Like, it is not that far of a distance from where the T-Rex got out, because the T-Rex got out between the two cars. 
it's not that far of, of a distance between where he came out and where that car fell in. It's not that far. That would have to be a cliff face right inside that same pattern. And there could be. Go back, go back and watch it again. There's no way. And this is something that's always driven me nuts. How did the T-Rex get out? Or how did there become a cliff automatically? Well, I mean, the T-Rex is very large. He could have probably just like pulled himself he's, up with his jaw. He's, no, he's not that, come on. I know you're making a bid out of this, but I'm being legit. It's like, how did they, like, you guys question the, the raptor. I question the T-Rex. But you know like, what, Walnut? Hold, uh, you know what, Walnut? You've convinced me Jurassic Park's a terrible movie. No. <laughs> look what you did. Look what you did. No. It's all, so all, flawed. All the, the, the whole story makes no sense. It should never have happened. You've convinced no, me it's a bad movie. The story is fine. It's just the set design is bad. Um, well, the, the, the plot, the, the plot the, is ruined the, by the, the set. Like, it can't happen. The set happen. plot it, is bad. It's, bad, it's bad storytelling. It's ruined. But like, no, like that was always something that always drove me nuts. Was how is there that? How do they get launched into a tree when the T Rex just easily stepped out of its pattern? I never got that. It does not make any sense because they are stopped in front of where the goat is. Where did that crevice come from? Where did that hole come from that has a tree that big? You're not wrong. But like, so that 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 legitimately does not bother me as much as the fucking Velociraptor. I mean, dinosaurs can fly. That's the answer. Dinosaurs can fly. I understand the concept that velociraptors um, evolved from birds, but, like, not these velociraptors. Well, you've you've played Mario, right? Yoshi stays in the air by kicking his feet. So that's what the raptor was doing. He popped (laughs) up and was kicking his feet the entire time. So if you actually watch that scene... You, when he pops his head up, you see his little bony, like nubby arms grab on, grab onto the um the thing too. But like those little arms, not possible to hold up a fucking velociraptor well, for that and, long. And that also speaks to it's a fucking drop ceiling. That raptor is at least a couple hundred pounds. Exactly. Not like a like I'm gonna say a ton might be a little overboard, but like. Well, he's a couple hundred they, pounds. They did apparently have hollow bones. Yeah, true. But, like, he's still at least a hundred pounds. And he's holding on to this thing with hollow bones. The thing's still gonna drop. Like, it's still gonna break further. Um, and then, of course, the best line in the whole game, or in the whole, not game, movie, she's a hacker. Yeah. Oh, that whole part has always bothered me. She's like, it's a Unix system. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I know this. <laughs> and it's all fucking, like, virtual, like, boxes and stuff like that. I'm like, that, the computers don't even work like that now. Yeah, like, like that's, that's not anything. Nothing worked yeah. like that back then, especially not a fucking Unix system. That's, that's gotta be, honestly, the least secure system to ever have as a security system, because how many folders you have to open and it has to take its time flying to each part of the folders. Like, if there's an emergency... Oh, you have to hit the emergency button, but you have to get into the security feature first, then hit the emergency button. Well, I mean, that's You're, why it's secure. It's not fun. It's not efficient. But like, <laughs> yeah. if somebody were trying to to hack into that, it's going to take them forever to fucking navigate <laughs> yeah. through all of the folders and subfolders. I mean, it's not because we had Dennis and Andrew able to do it, and no problem. Yeah, but he built it. True. Uh, or he he ed- he he edited it at least. We don't know if he built that initial version. I got the I impression think, he think... built it. That's why he was the only one that could do it. No, I, I had the impression that, like, he was brought on after, um, to make it more efficient and, and, and debug it and make it better. I don't know. That's Which just is why when they buggy. said, I don't think that he would be the one brought on for efficiency. 
Well, no, like he, what he did was he, he, he was able to shut it all down. And like, if, even if you were, uh, well, no, it had the maps at the end too. But like the way they said it is like, if we reboot it, it'll go back to its original state, which I took to mean maybe like version 0.5 and Nedry was probably bought in earlier or later. I mean, like I, that's what, that's what it seemed like to me. In I a sense. felt that just meant not having undone the stuff that got them to the point where uh, all his code went off to look, break I everything, know, not I know reset the it, programming. Look, I know turning it off and turning it back on works in IT, but I think something like that, I don't think it would have worked. So, actually, so, depending on, like, the system, um, and back then, like, it wasn't a guarantee that those systems had hard drives. Like, they did. Like, let's be realistic. But, like, it would not be absurd that, like, the computers themselves were running off of, like, like floppy disks, basically, and that there was some sort of like mainframe someplace else that shutting that down incorrectly would potentially wipe any changes because the way that those old systems worked was like they had a running config. If you did not like do like a commit backup sort of deal, um, that running config would be wiped at the first power cycle. Mm-hmm. So like it is possible, especially like that long ago, mm-hmm. but also stupid. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It was the worst. I, I, d- I like this movie, though, for all of its flaws and fucking broken dinosaurs. It, it's a good time. And, like... The yeah. dinosaurs aren't broken. They can fly. Come on, not, now. Not those. I, but we, Yoshi and the T-Rex, like, they can fly. It just... Apparently, so can goats and platforms as well. And, but also, fly. like, John Hammond is an idiot. Like, he took all the ice cream out of the freezer. He's like, it's melting. Well, yeah, because he kept opening the fucking freezer, you old fucking <laughs> jerk. Well, like, that, the one, the one other instance of someone being an idiot is why the fuck did Malcolm get out of the, the, uh, the Jeep with the flare? Like, so. Wasn't he trying to so, lure the thing like, away by throwing the flare? Yeah, yeah that, after that Grant had already done that. But the, the problem is, he, he is an idiot. Because he didn't wait to see what Grant's plan was before lighting the flare. Yeah. He just sat there and lit the flare first, and then once he had a lit flare, realized, oh shit, I have a lit flare, it's gonna see it, I still gotta do something with it. And instead of, like, doing what Grant did, waving it and then throwing it, he ran like a fucking moron. But but I mean, Grant had already chaos. lit a flare and thrown it away before... No. No, Grant yes. lit it. Grant went out and lit it and shouted, "Hey!" And then scene cut over to Malcolm, who pulls the flare himself in the jeep before Grant throws it. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> I I literally just watched it an hour ago. But you like, watch you watch it while you were working. You slacker. I know I I a hundred percent just I can pull I will pull it up and I will send a video to you guys. Like I am a hundred percent serious or hundred percent honest. He lit it before Grant threw it. You know, I I believe you. I like he he is chaos. Like his whole thing is yeah. chaos. Yeah. And uh, but the, look, naive... if, if he didn't do that, we wouldn't have all the Jeff Goldblum with his shirt open meme. Exactly. They just needed a reason for Jeff Goldblum to have his shirt off. Um, I was gonna say something else about it about just Jurassic Park in general. Now I fucking forget what it is. Damn it. Yeah, it's gone. Totally. Just well, the th- this isn't what I was gonna say. But man. I haven't watched this one in so long. I forgot how weird the age difference between Ellie and Grant is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she's in her twenties, he's in his forties. Yeah. Um, which explains why they're not together in the in the future movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. I, 
naive, naive uh, Richie as a kid always thought that this movie was a love story, or was supposed to have them two become the love story, but it, um, it's not. And it, like, I didn't realize until this watch that, like, oh, it's, um, it's actually Ellie and, um, and, and fucking, uh, uh, Malcolm are the ones that are kind of the love story in this. Well, no, I mean, they, she, they were f- she is in a relationship with Grant. Is she? Yeah. That's why at the beginning they're talking about having children. I, th- I didn't take, I didn't t- think of that. I, I, I took that as just like general. He was like, you really want kids? Like, like not, not as a, you really want us to have kids type of thing. Oh, uh, I'm actually looking this up. God damn. Cause I, cause in Jurassic Park 3, they were not. No, they were, they weren't, they weren't a re- in a relationship in, in JP. No, no, cause she was like married and had like a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just sent you guys a nine second clip. Uh, you might want to turn it down in case there's background noise, but it, it's, he, Grant pulls, steps out with it pulled, waves it, puts it to the side. The T-Rex looks over and roars. And then it cuts to Malcolm popping the, the the flare first, and it cuts back to Grant as he waves it and throws it again. Yeah, so they were a, so, so, sorry, like they were a couple in the first movie. Okay, I I didn't I didn't I that's what like back in the day when I was a kid I was like oh they're a couple, but in this watch I was like oh they they're not a couple it's just like a professor and his not student but protege or whatever or like partners in in their in their excavation and stuff like that like i never took them as uh like in like as an adult i never thought of them as in a couple or in a relationship well maybe you should think about that stuff more often look they she was getting flirty with malcolm no malcolm was getting flirty with her she She was getting flirty she just wasn't saying no she was getting flirty back but come on there's no way she doesn't know what like chaos is and chaos theory like she was playing dumb She's a she's a fucking paleobotanist. But she understands the idea of chaos. She doesn't need him to explain. You chaos. don't understand the idea of chaos. Explain the mathematical theory of chaos I'm, theory. I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything about but chaos. But not theory. all scientists know all things. Like not, all like all, sci- all scientists know all things. Plus, Malcolm is a hot shot and like such a celebrity in this. They say it in the beginning. Um, that, like, she would know who he is. She would know what he's about. I don't think she would, because, like, Grant definitely didn't. I mean, Grant doesn't know anything, though. Like, he just knows like, raptors. They, they like old how to things. scare children. They like old things. She <laughs> likes old plants. He likes old animals. They don't yeah, give a shit sure. about the new hot doctor on the street. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to say about Jurassic Park, though? So, the next book club is Jurassic Park Lost World, right? No. Fuck no. And then Jurassic Park 3. No, definitely not. If we we're going to watch another Jurassic Park, it would be Lost World, because that's the only other good one. I mean, Jurassic World was good. It was okay. It, it's kind of like the same thing as um Force Awakens. Like, the first time you watch it, you're like, okay, this is good. And then you realize, like, oh, it's really just the, the first movie again. No, I mean, it doesn't make it bad. I mean, it doesn't, but it also doesn't make it good. Like, it's fine. But also, I don't think Lost World is irredeemable. I, 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 think, I think it's... I think it's more just fine than let's say Jurassic World. I like I would watch Lost World over three or any of the others. I don't know. Honestly, I would just watch Jurassic Park over and over rather than watch any of the others. That is valid. Yeah. But the next actual book club, this one's exciting. You Man, am I not gonna actually get to pick a thing? Oh, do you have do you have one? You never have one. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually but, do have one that I want to do. Oh, awesome! But yeah, Cap, no, you, go for you it. You also, you also usually ask him if he has one. That's true. Instead of just, yeah, I was just him. assuming he did. So you, you're the dick in this situation. 
Well, I think I asked you last time and you didn't, so I was just no, skipping you. No, this time. you. Uh, well, may, I don't know the last time you asked me. <laughs> the la- when Richie well, picked it, Jurassic Park, I asked if you had. No, me. you straight up just went right to Richie. Okay, but normally, yeah. normally the rotation goes Cobb, me, then you. I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, probably... that, like uh, again at the uh, when he when you picked Jurassic Park, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I got uh, it. Was totally Richie's turn in the order or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. You but, skip um, more often than not, so I think I just started skipping you. I apologize. Wow, wow, wow. rude. W- r- yeah, so thank rude. you. Thank you, Walnut. Well, start coming, up, side, start coming up with picks more often, and I'll, I won't forget to, to include you in the rotation. Fair. Uh, we're going to watch the Taskmaster Champion of Champions uh, number one. I love Taskmaster. It's two episodes, so they're 45 minutes each. So, Where is this? Because I've never fucking heard of this. It is on their Probably official YouTube. YouTube. Okay. So just search Taskmaster Champion of Champions. Uh, it is from two years ago. Uh, I, I can I can 100% say right now, Cobb, you are going to hate it. What is it? It is a comedy game show. Oh, you talked about this before. Yeah, I'm going to hate this. Yep. It's because you don't uh, like fun. I... I, I have gotten into holes of watching Taskmaster on YouTube. I love Ta- so it's British. It's yes. a UK show. Okay, so I like British humor though, but I, okay. I, don't, like, ba- I don't like game shows. Is is also part of the thing. So it's 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 more like uh, remember when I had you guys watch that um, that uh, 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 game changer where it was like yeah uh, they 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 did the 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 singing they did the whole musical improv musical yeah that thing was cop. fucking awful. So it's kind of like that but different. Whereas it's not like one whole game is the same. It's each, it's like sketch type things where each game has its own set of rules that they're not really given a lot of rules. It's just kind of like a improv do this the best way you can kind of thing. And like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's ridiculous. Like one I saw was make the giant ice cube disappear. And so a bunch of them did, did, uh, try to like crush the ice and melt the ice and boil it out and like have it dissolve or dump it down the uh the sink. One person grabbed the ice cube and threw it into the river behind the house. Um and they determined that that didn't even though it got out of view, it ne- it didn't necessarily disappear for a while. So that person lost. I mean that's valid. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't disagree with that decision, but like they it's a bunch of random tasks like that. It's great. Yeah, no, this this is definitely going to like I yeah. Just even right. looking at the uh, the thing for it, this is going to be a bad time for me. Listen, it's Cobb, great, go into it's, it with an open mind. It's funny. It is a comedy is. show that just happens to revolve around them doing a, a game where they're scored. Yeah, it, it is. It is not. A, it is an improv show. You don't I think, like improv. So no, I think mind. that's the thing. I like comedy. I do not like improv. Is I think the thing. I mean, like, but it's not improv. Like, whose line is it anyway? Improv. Yes, yeah, like, it's not they're, like they're not trying Schwartz. to make jokes from a thing they're given. It just they're they have a a thing to do, and it's comedians, so they're funny about doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. Look, I am not. It's not like I'm not going to give it a shot. I just historically, I have not enjoyed things that are improv. Have you ever watched Cheslinick and Schwartz? Have I ever watched what? Uh, Cheslinick and Schwartz, or just I've never even yeah. heard of that. It's it's uh, on Netflix. It's uh. Anthony Cheselnik and Nick Schwartz, uh, they have, it's like three episodes. It is an imp- they have an improv set that the two of them do. And so they'll go up on stage and they will ask suggestions and they will improv for like 45 minutes. It is 
amazing and is hilarious. Like, I like, I think Anthony Jeselnik is very funny. Um, he's fucking dark, but funny. But like, that's also his stand-up. Like, I think his stand-up's mm-hmm. very good. But look, I'll give it a shot. It's only, like you said, what, it's, it's two 45 minute things? Yeah, so it's an hour and a half. It's a movie length. Out of curiosity, because it's um, on YouTube, could it be watched sped up and still work? Or is it one of those things where if you speed it up, it's probably just going to be a fucking disaster? I have no idea because I never watch anything or listen to anything sped up. Oh, that's fair. Sorry. Middle Ditch and Shorts, not just on like Middle Ditch. Um, oh, I, I Thomas Middle Ditch and Ben now. Shorts. Yeah. Sorry. I like, the, I mean, look, Jeselnik is also a comedian. So. Yeah. I, I like, um, uh, uh, fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. God, why can't I think? Ben, ben Schwartz. Um, ben I do not like, um, Middle Ditch. Look, it's, it's great. Middle Ditch and Swartz is great, man. It's I will so take great. your word for that. Mm, for two weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> Minimum four weeks. We might, I might skip you next time and let Drew have two picks in a row. Yeah. You know what, Drew? You know it's a pick next time, right? No, I mean I, I would middle ditch and sports. Like, although I mean I only know Anthony Jeselnik out of those two. No, so, Jeselnik's not Anthony one Jeselnik's of them. So you don't know either, either of them. It's it's <laughs> Thomas Middleditch and and oh and, oh and never Ben Schwartz. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I know I know I only know who Ben Schwartz is. I don't know any of their stuff. So yeah, no. I mean, he's Sonic. He was Jean Ralphio in Parks and Rec. He was. You've named two things I've never watched. You've never watched... Uh, you don't like stuff. Okay, um, I've watched a couple episodes of Park and Rec. The only funny person on that show is... His- was it, was not- it early episodes or later I fucking episodes? no idea. No, it's... it's He probably... It, Jean Ralphio isn't in enough for him to have seen that. That's true. But, like, the first um, season of that show, not good. It's not till like, midway through the second season that they get their footing and, like, it becomes, like, a legitimately good show. A lot of Sure. Heart. I mean, maybe... It's People like the, the office. office. Okay, well, that's good because the office sucks. <laughs> like, I think the office is definitely funny. Like, it, it it's got moments. Parks and Rec is better because Parks and Rec is both funny and has heart. Fair. But how about Glass Onion? That was an enjoyable movie. I agree. It wasn't as good as Knives Out. I also agree about that. But I do feel like it was still a worthwhile sequel. Yeah, I did not. I did not predict all of the twists. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, the biggest twist, I didn't, I didn't get. Um, but, like, I knew who the killer was. Like, when people were dying at that. I'm trying not to spoil it because it is still a brand new movie and I don't know if Rich will ever watch it. Probably not. You can go ahead and split. I'll probably forget if I do ever sit down and watch it. Okay, so. I've never, I've, I've never seen Knives Out. And so, like, not... I know you don't need to see the two to understand, but I've just, and it's not that I'm against the movie. I just never, it's not on my radar. It's well, fantastic. You, all, you, Neither was you also, time. I don't think you yeah. like um, mysteries, right? I don't really like noir type stuff and like spy things, but I know that's neither, not really either of these. Uh, yeah, but, like, no. <laughs> no, this is a hoot. But, but like, a I, I, this is, I, I've never really watched or cared for who does. Like, I've, I, like, it's not, it's just not on my radar. It's not that I don't like it. It's just never been something I sought out or thought to watch. These movies are, like, this and Knives Out are both very well done and they both mm-hmm. have amazing casts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, so, spoilers for Glass Onion, starting right now. Look at the time codes if you want to see when the next thing starts. Um, so, I knew that Edward Norton was killing people. Like, yeah, that, right I mean, away. that I, was fairly predictable. Yeah, as as soon as Batista died, I'm like, that was Norton. And then when the woman, the other woman gets shot, 
I'm like, that was Norton. Like, 100%, nobody else would have done it. Did not expect her to have been her twin, though. Yeah, no, that was a complete mindfuck. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and I mean, like, like the big the big thing at the end where she burns the Mona Lisa was also, like, I knew as, as soon as he showed the Mona Lisa and said that he in- installed that little, like, kill switch thing, I'm like, okay, so the Mona Lisa is being destroyed in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way this movie is ending and that th- that painting is not getting destroyed. Um, While it was predictable that Edward Norton was the one that shot her, I do feel like they did a very good job of obfuscating that to the point. It was like, okay, it was like, oh shit, who shot her? Like, that was probably him, right? But with the way everything led up to that, it wasn't blatantly obvious that it was Edward Norton that did it. That that is true, and I think they did do a good job of, even though, even though, like I said, like I knew it was Edward Norton that did it. I did not know how he did everything. Like, right. yes. Yeah. Like, that, the whole Batista thing, like, that was actually super clever. The fact that, like, there was that one line at the beginning of the movie of him saying that, like, he didn't do pineapple. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you pay attention, like, that drink had just happened to have pineapple in it. Like, and that he handed it, put it yeah. in his hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just one of those, like, it all just happened to, like, work out that way mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like when she's... When they, like, did that, like, cutaway in, like, the middle of the movie to, like, two weeks prior when she goes to um Daniel Craig. And I'm just like, oh, this is not what I thought was happening at fucking all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I thought somebody else there. Because, like, a few of those other people definitely seemed like they were suspicious of Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assumed that, like, one of them had set the whole thing up. Yeah. With, I, I, with I Daniel mean, Craig. They, they laid out full why everyone had motive to go after edward norton's character exactly exactly but it wasn't so much like i didn't think they were the ones that like that they were trying to kill edward norton i thought one of them was the one who brought daniel craig's character there right yeah but yeah rich for what it's worth like even not liking whodunits i think you would enjoy just like the general spectacle of these movies just Mm -hmm. because of like the the cast that they get and the characters they get them to play are just like so dave batista is in this one he, what is Batista like? Fifty, ish, late forties, yeah, early fifties. It's got to be around around there. Um, so his character is it's so good a a video game streamer on Twitch, formerly of Twitch, now on YouTube, and a men's rights activist who lives in his mother's house. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, I you, like I was as you were saying video game streamer, I was gonna jump in and be like. Man, why well, you guys got to be talking about me like that? And then you said the rest. I'm like, nope, nope, I can't make that joke now. And like, like his character was fantastic. He always had a gun. Like literally, at one point, he, he's he's like in a speedo in a swimming pool, and he just has a fucking gun holster connected to his speedo. Oh my god! And like Sarah, he just randomly shoots it. Sarah made a prediction at I think at that scene that wound up not coming true, but. If it had, I totally believed it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. She thought Batista was going to shoot himself in the dick at some point because he always had that gun there. If this was any any other type of movie, that 100% would have happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ryan Johnson does try and, like, make these a little more, like, thoughtful, I guess would be the best best way to put it. Like, it definitely doesn't go for the cheap, easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because even, like... Like, I think the cheapest thing they did was at the beginning, like, not the beginning, but, like, 
when they sat down to dinner and, like, the murder mystery started. And, like, it hadn't even officially started yet. And Daniel Craig was just like, it was her. Uh-huh. And then, like, he gets up and he gives this elaborate explanation. And then, like, Edward Norton, you just look. Edward Norton's character, who who's so rich. So Edward Norton throws, like, a party. And it's a it's a it's a murder mystery on his private island. He invites all like his his closest friends. Somebody invites Daniel Craig, who none of them know, but who is the world's leading detective. He's basically Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. And okay. they sit down to this murder mystery, and before it even starts, Daniel Craig points out who the who the fucking killer was, explains exactly how and why it happens, and you just watch Edward Norton's face go from like a smile to like a scowl to the timer hit and everything that he said would happen happens at, in like that moment. And it's just Edward Norton standing there with this scowl on his face as like a fake arrow pops out of his chest and like blood squirts all over the table. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was one of the funnier moments of the movie. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. That, that was one of the better moves. So we, wa- we watched a lot of movies this weekend and that was probably one of the better ones. Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Like, and apparently, so I don't know if you saw any of this. Apparently, um, Ryan Johnson did not want to include Knives Out in the title, but like the studio kind of made him do that so that people understood it was like a connected movie. I mean, with how the title is, and I don't think anywhere in the actual movie it said Knives Out. No, I don't believe so either. Like I don't like the the title stinger, which is at the very end, definitely just said Glass Onion. Yeah. Um, but he also wasn't a big fan of the, the, the twist being in the middle. Like, he, he wished he hadn't written it that way. Yeah. Like, Which, like, I get, but also, like, I think that works because most of these movies, like, the twist is at the end. Yeah. I liked and, where it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was very good. Um, uh, so, uh, two things I do want to add on. One, the big painting of Edward Norton that definitely looked like him in Fight Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... And then in the like flashback scene when they're in the glass onion bar and they're like first meeting everyone or, or you know uh, he Edward Norton's character first gets brought in he kind of looks like a douchebag Matt version of Matt Mercer <laughs> yeah you know what he kind of did <laughs> right like he had on a vest and he had like the kind of big wrist gauntlet or you know leather wrist thing and had the long hair like he looked like matt mercer's evil douchebag twin yeah so in the movie he is basically elon musk yeah um he has no real talent um but he has money and he just kind of invests in things or steals things by like nefarious ways and makes more money and becomes basically one of the richest most powerful people in the world but like Mm -hmm. all of his closest friends like, he kind of, like, helps them out. Like, he is the one that got Batista on Twitch, and then when he apparently, he was, he was apparently selling, like, Viagra with, like, elephant tusk or something like that in it to, like, underage kids through his Twitch channel, and Twitch banned him, so that's why he moved to YouTube, and, like, Edward Norton's character is the reason he was able to get the YouTube. He helped, like, another, um, Catherine Hans in it, he helped her character become, like, a congresswoman. Like, just, like, like, all sorts of shit like that. Um, nice. And he's just, like, he's, like, the, the egomaniacal, like, douchebag, but, like, with a smile where, like, he's your friend and he's happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope they that they make more of these, but not, like, only if they have, like, good, good concepts for them. Because, like, it would yeah. be easy to start, like, phoning that stuff in or just oversaturate it. Agreed. 
Um, anything else you want to add about it? No, I think that's all. All right. So that'll be end of spoilers for Glass Onion then. Um, so as I was mentioning before, I watched a whole bunch of movies over New Year's. Um, since Erica was sick, um, we literally just from New Year's Eve through Monday, we just kind of watched movies all day. Um, mm-hmm. some of them were very bad. Some of them were very good. Uh, I'm just going to oh, run boy. through, I'm just going to run through them. I'm not going to say too much about any of them. Um, we watched Morbius. Oh God. Yeah. That's how you started COVID quarantine. So these are like... not in the order that we watched them. Okay, good. Um, these are just the order that I kind of like wrote them down after watching them. But still, like you, you had, you were dealing with COVID and you decided to have even more of a bad time. So I will say not a good movie. Not as bad as people made it out to be, probably because I went into it with very low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this movie could have been leaps and bounds better if they removed the comic book part of it and just made it a romantic dramedy. Like, if this was just okay. a movie about two fucking charismatic brothers, uh, well, like, like surrogate brothers, dying of the same rare blood condition while both having a crush on the pretty, like, female doctor that the one brother works with, like... This would have been a completely enjoyable fucking movie. You know, kind of like how I feel with uh with Black Panther, um, uh, Wakanda Forever. Like if they took out the comic book stuff, honestly, probably would be like, well, no, it wouldn't be a better movie to me. But I feel like it would be more of like the Oscar winning movie they were trying. To yeah, but like, so Matt Smith is in this movie. Um, didn't realize that. Don't know how I missed that. But he's the villain, and like, he's actually really good. Like, I liked his character a lot. But, like, his character arc made zero fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Leto, like, most most movies I've seen Jared Leto in, um, he sucks. Like, not as an actor. Like, his characters just suck. Like, they're usually just shitty people or villains or whatever. And to be, like, I haven't seen a lot of Jared Leto movies, to be fair. I'm sure he doesn't always play shitty characters. Um, but, like, as Morbius, he was actually super likable. Um, like, he... Up until the point where, like, he becomes, like, the, the living vampire. Like, he's sick and, like, very, like, weak. But, like, is, like, a nice, like, charming guy. And then even after he does become a vampire, like, he is fighting those urges the whole time and is still, like, a nice, charming guy for the most part. Um, the worst part, though, um, he utters the words, I am Venom, when somebody asks who he is. And I thought that was yeah. just fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. He should have said it's Morbin time. I'm, you're right. They should have gone in. Look, they re-released this movie in the theaters. They could have easily gone in and just fucking like patched that scene. Yeah. Um, instead of going on Venom, it's it's Morbin time. Yeah. But like, come on now. This movie does 100% take place in the Venom universe. Mm-hmm. Um, because they make reference to things that happened in San Francisco. Um, like the cot, like the yeah. FBI makes a reference to that. Um, Tyrese is in this movie, which is fucking weird. Um, because the only thing he does is fa- is fucking Fast and Furious movies. Um, and he, he's not fucking, he's not funny and fun in this like he is in Fast and Furious. He kind of sucked. Um, the one, there's one cool thing about like the, the overall plot. The movie ends with Michael Keaton's character and the spoiler for a bad movie. Um, Michael Keaton's, uh, Vulture, um, gets pulled into that universe at the end, like post, um, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So he appears in an empty jail cell at some point. And then. Wait. Post, so there's a credit scene where it's post No Way Home? Yeah, like, they show, like, the, um, the weird, like, tear in the sky from the end of No Way Home, and then Michael Keaton, like, blips into a, um, into an empty jail cell, and no one knows who he is. Um. Fucking kidding. 
Yeah. So they like, killed he, off another now, fucking character in the MCU because they can't use him in the MCU. Um, Sony now has him in their non MCU MCU related universe where they can use him. Why can't they use him in the MCU? Like, could they not so, use him? Like, like, could they not use him before? Like, so, like, was there a contract thing? Like, why can't they so use him? As long as they keep their deal with Marvel, like, Spider-Man is is intrinsically tied to the MCU. But at some point, Sony is no longer go- going to want to sign that deal. That's just how Sony is. Um, Or Mar- maybe Marvel, like, asked for too much. Who fucking knows? But by them having their own little, like, side universe with all of, like, the shitty villains... Like, they can just keep doing whatever the fuck they want and not have to worry about Marvel or the MCU. Because, like, they own those characters. They fucking killed off another fucking character in the MCU that they were trying to build up for a Sinister Six. But, like, they were never going to get to that at this point. No, but neither is fucking Sony with how bad these movies are. Yeah, I mean, look, you're not wrong. But, look, we're still supposed to get Kraven the Hunter and the Silver Sable movies. And they're going to be bad. Um, You know what else was bad, though? We're going to keep on the bad train for a minute. Black Adam. Yep. Doesn't really Nothing me. but bad. Um, I will say, the cast, really good. Actually really enjoyed all, all the, the characters and actors. Um, Pierce Brosnan, probably the best possible choice they could have made for Doctor Fate. They just fucking squandered him, though. Um, like, the, the script for this movie was just bad. And it, just like every DC movie up to this point, they did the same thing they did with the fucking Justice League. It's like, here's like seven fucking characters that you're supposed to care about. Here's two hours to hopefully develop some sort of attachment to them. Um, and it's just, it's not going to happen. So, like, they introduced Dr. Fate, Hawkman, um, and a couple other, like, like Justice Society characters. And it's like, if you're not a comic book fan, you don't know who they are, and you give zero fucks about them. Um, yeah. And, like, that's, yeah. Like, it, it could, if they would just, and I, it seems like this is what they're doing, but if they could just stop doing the stupid, like, we're just going to throw everybody in this movie and see who who sticks... Um, they would have actually had a m- much more compelling universe. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie also one of the worst green screen moments I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no! There's a scene near the end of the movie where like it's it's Black Adam and like the two people that like freed him basically, um, like standing in like this rubble, and the background is just it's a hundred percent green screen and like it's so obvious and bad. Look. Um, I can't wait for Quarter Crew and Quarter Digital to pick that movie apart. Yeah. I cannot wait, dude. I will say, like, like I know people were giving, like, The Rock, like, shit for his performance. I think, like, he actually did a, a, a good job. Like, he was not the normal Rock persona that he is in basically every other movie. Because he was, he wasn't in, like, an anti-hero from, like, 5,000 years ago. Like, he didn't have any, like, personality, I guess you could say. Like, like, and, like... That sounds bad because it makes him sound like he's very flat, but, like, that's what he was going for, and, like, he did it. Like, he didn't come off as, like, the charismatic rock, I guess is the best way mm-hmm. to put it. Um, a couple other things that were bad. Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. Yep. Um, completely forgettable. Um, they, re- better than the last one, made a really good choice of picking Mads Mikkelsen for Grindelwald. Um, should have picked him from the fucking beginning. Um, though it, it, like, they went with Depp, and then all that stuff happened. Like, th- that whole situation sucks, but, like, Mads Mikkelsen was the better role. But, like, the movie just, it, it was boring. I I honestly barely remember anything that happened in the middle of it. I just know it ended, and it's like, cool, so this should have set up, like, a movie where it was actually Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, and they'll never do that. So, what a fucking, ugh, so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Good movies, though. 
uh, the movie The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. It's it's like a psychological horror, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, he is a child abductor. So, like, he abducts children and murders them, which is fucking dark. Um, but it is a really, really good movie. Um, it's basically, like, it's in, it's set in, like, the late 70s. So, like, there's not a lot of technology and stuff for kids to rely on. Nobody has cell phones or anything. Um, and, like, this guy's just been abducting and killing children for, I think, like, a year. Um, and no one knows who it is or, or how to find them. Um, and this one boy gets, gets, uh, taken and there's this phone in this basement where he's being held that keeps ringing, but it's not connected to anything. Like it doesn't work, but every time he picks it up, he is talking to the other victims of this guy who are like telling him like things that they did and things that they hid down there to try and like help him escape. Um, and then the whole time he's got a little sister who apparently, who has like weird, like premonition dreams. Um, and she might be the best character in a movie I've seen in a long time. She's like 12 and is just constantly fucking cursing at people. And it's hilarious. Hmm. At one point she wakes up after one of her like dream vision things. And like, she had just prayed, prayed for like an actual vision that could help her find her brother. And when she wakes up, she just goes, Jesus, what the fuck? Um, because she prayed and she didn't get what she wanted. And it was just, it was a very good scene. I don't do it justice. Um, I, I think you did it. All the justice. Well, thank you. Uh, but yeah, real, really, really good movie. Worth watching. It's on Amazon. Um, Clerks 3, also surprisingly good. Like, I just, I wasn't sure about it, because, like, it's a third movie. Like, who knows? Um, but it was, like, it was an emotional fucking roller coaster. That's what I've heard. Um, like, I, like, the whole, like, everyone knows what the plot is at this point. Like, early in the movie, Randall has a heart attack, just like Kevin Smith did, but survives it, and he decides to make a movie. And it's more or less like the making of the original Clerks. Um, they're even, like, they go to the same playhouse to have um, auditions that, like, Kevin Smith used. Um, when when they show you scenes being filmed, it's almost word-for-word word scenes from the, the original Clerks. It's just them doing it now in their, like, late 40s and early 50s. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it because it is actually, like, it's a very well-done sentimental movie especially for like kevin smith who like most of his stuff are like dick and fart jokes and they're funny and i enjoy his dialogue but i wouldn't ever call his stuff like emotional or like memorable in that way um it does have a lot of really good cameos though like all of the normal players are there like everyone that's ever been in a kevin smith like viewers universe movie probably shows up at one point or another um but then like ben affleck has a cameo um uh, Melissa Benoist, uh, Supergirl has a cameo. Um, uh, the guy that played her, like, love in- in- interest, who is now the voice of He-Man on the Kevin Smith He-Man show. Um, I can't <laughs> think of that guy's name. He had a cameo. Sarah Michelle Geller and, um, Freddie Prince Jr. have cameos. Like, just anyone that he's ever worked with on anything, like, pops up in the audition scene where, like, they're all local actors auditioning for, like, a role in this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Drew, I know you've seen Clerks before. Rich, have you ever seen Clerks? Yeah, I saw Clerks 1 and 2. All right. So, like, at the end of 2, they buy the the, the convenience store, and they reopen it and everything like that. Um, and in this one, um, the, the video store next door is no longer a video store. It's a fucking pot store run uh, by Jay and Silent Bob. That makes all the sense. It really does. And so all they did was, it's still called RST, but it's now just RST, and they put um, a big sign that says THC over the video. But it's you can still underneath see all the video stuff, and it says, like, VH, VHS is a Nintendo sold here. Um, 
and then they do all of their selling outside. <laughs> like, they still stand in front of the fucking building, and, like, people come out, be like, hey, does anyone work here? And they're just like, what do you need? And, like, they do it all, like, shady still, like, 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 Silent Bob, like, pulls it out of his jacket and, like, counts stuff and, like, hands it to Jay, and Jay, like, walks over and does, like, the handshake hug to give it to people. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so stupid, but funny. Um, That's great. The, um, the really weird, like, religious Lord of the Rings kid from the first one, or from, from Clerks 2, I mean. That like he came with them to the quick stop after they left movies. Um, he he prays to God during when when Randall has his heart attack. Um, and then like has like a second thought that it's God's fault, and he becomes a Satanist. And <laughs> as the movie goes on, he just it starts like the first time you see him after that, he's just wearing like studded clothing and like like a like a, a death metal band T shirt and has like eyeliner on. And like by the end of the movie, he's wearing like full kiss makeup and stuff. Like it's. It's such a f- stupid but funny like visual gag throughout the movie. Um, that one, that one is also worth seeing. Um, the newest Scream movie is better than I thought it would be. Um, it's a Scream movie, so it, it follows a very similar format, but um, better than three and four for sure. Um, probably as good as the original if you you know like Scream movies. Um, cool. There's a movie on Netflix called Do Revenge. It's like a teen comedy. Um, surprisingly good. Uh, it's like two girls go to like a private like prep school sort of thing um and they both want to get back at two people that go to the school that like did them dirty at some point so they like team up to basically like get revenge for the other person um and like it follows a lot of like like just those like 90s comedy like tropes but like there's a twist in it that i didn't see coming and like actually made it like a more enjoyable movie for that um and then the last two things we watched were um the the brad pitt and sandra bullock um starring movies um Bullet Train and The Lost City. I want to watch Bullet Train. I want to watch it so bad. Bullet Train was actually really good. Um, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, it was dumb, but like the, like the fun dumb. Um, Brad Pitt's character is super likable. I feel like Brad Pitt is almost always likable in movies. I can't think of a movie where he wasn't. Um, there were some like fun cameos in there. Like Channing Tatum makes makes a cameo, which is great because then he he like Brad Pitt then makes the cameo in The Lost City with Bullock and Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um. The action scenes in it were all really good, and, like, the whole, all the characters and stuff were, were, like, fun in, like, one way or another. Um, The Lost City was, like, less fun, but, like, it was still, like, a fine movie. It's, um, Sandra Bullock plays, like, a novelist who used to write, like, actual, like, books about, like, archaeology, and then, like, fell into, like, a, writes, like, smutty romance novels about, like, an archaeologist. But Harry Potter thinks that they're actually the key to finding this lost civilization, so Harry Potter abducts her. Um, and like Daniel Radcliffe actually just plays a very like good villain because I don't know. He just, he just pulls off like shitty villainous guy really well. Um, but Channing Tatum is the, the cover model for her novels, but thinks he can actually go save her. So like it's dumb, but it was like kind of interesting for parts. And yeah, that was, that was a lot of movies. We watched a lot of movies. That's, that's a lot of movies. Oh, we also watched Enola Holmes too. It was not good. Mm-hmm. The first one, really good. This one. Couldn't tell you a fucking thing that happened in it. It was that forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Or did you just watch too many movies and you just couldn't hold no, any more information was, in your brain from the weekend? That was one of the, the earlier movies we watched. I think we watched that, like, early on Sunday. Well, yeah. You watched it early, and then your brain overwrote that information with something else. Because it wasn't memorable. Yeah, because, because it wasn't memorable. you watched memorable. too many. You had too much on, so the tape rewound and re-recorded over that part. But, like, we watched Glass Onion first. I remember all of that really well, because it was a good movie. 
you might be misremembering things because your brain rewrote them. No, Drew and I literally just had a conversation about it, and he and he agreed with it. No, I'm not saying that it was a bad movie. I'm just saying your brain probably you probably watched that as one of the last things, and your brain just wrote it over that it was one of the first. No, that was literally the first thing we watched on New Year's Eve. Sure, sure. I, I can, think your brain. I can show. Broken. I can show you my um letterboxed. I, I don't I don't need to see your letterbox. That's gross. Don't 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 you don't you said it. You wanted it, guys. You heard it here. He wants to show me his letterbox. See, that's not that's not even funny. Like you're you're just being a jerk now. Drew, how was Duelist too? I mean, I'm with Cobb that you're kind of being a jerk. Well, <laughs> why is it a bad <laughs> thing gonna... if he wants to show it to you? Like, what what's the problem with that? No, it's it, I, I'm just saying I don't want to see his letterbox. Like that's just gross. Why don't you want to see why the movies I watched this year? Because it's just like, uh, I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. it. It's because, I understand, you don't like movies. We get it. No, I like movies. I just don't need to see your letterbox. You're the worst. But Drew, really, how how was Duelist 2? Uh, just, just to be clear, it's Roman numerals, not the fucking number two. <laughs> yeah. like, like some fucking douchebag put onto this document earlier. Heathen. Oh, oh. Heathen. Just like somebody wrote D-U-A-L-Y-S-T. Like, come on now. Look, come man, on. I didn't play it. I don't have to know how to spell it right, but I at least know it's fucking Roman numerals. You but it's a duel, savage. not a duel. Come on now. I don't know anything but, about but, it. That's why I'm waiting but, for Drew to tell me. But D-U-A-L could have also worked because there are two people play. Like, it's two people. Like, it's, it's understandable. But so also like probably duel- why a duel is called a duel, because look, it is two people. <laughs> look, probably. Anyway, what do you think of Duelist 2? I enjoyed it when I played it. Yeah, I, I mean, I booted it up expecting to like just kind of get through the tutorial and then played for almost three hours. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. oh shit, I've been playing for like hours. I should probably yeah. eat lunch or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 a game I've been really wanting to go back to. Uh, haven't haven't really. I mean, I have had the time, just haven't really had the had like the chance in in a sense. I don't know. It's just I haven't gotten back to it. I've only played it for like maybe two to three hours. Um, I had. A lot of fun, even with my basic ass deck, just playing against people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it, it's it is a fun, interesting kind of like card battler game. Yeah, so it basically plays like a card based like tactical RPG kind of mm-hmm. like. So there are six fac six factions, right? Bona, do you remember? Uh, Sounds right. Yes, it's I five or six, so. but it's it's an, it's an even number, so it's yeah. I think okay, it's either six, six or eight. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's six. six then. So. Uh, and then there's like a just unfactioned cards. So sort of like Hearthstone, where it has the decks and that there are cards that you can only use if you're using that deck. But then there's also just generic cards that can be in any deck. Um, also, like Hearthstone, it has the same. You start with some mana and then each turn you have one more and you regain all the mana at the end of the turn or at the start of your next turn but unlike hearthstone where it's just you put your thing down and then they can attack it's like a whole grid system and you then move your different characters around while you're trying to take all the health away from the general character the the like main character from your deck yeah um and then each of the factions has, like, their own little, I guess, like, main tactic type thing for them, be it, like, different spells that 
have a, an effect that the other factions don't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. So you have to you play around with that to find different combinations of things and go, oh, okay, well, since I have this, and then that card, and I do this and then this and this, and I don't know, I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's it's really, uh, I like the, the idea that if you're going to summon a card, you can summon it around any, or if you're going to summon a minion, you can summon around any minion you have on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember what the faction was I was playing, but they have, one of the factions I was, I was playing as, they have a card that every time, on your turn, it summons a, a like, a, a minion that, like, it's, it's weak, it doesn't do a lot of damage, and at the end of your turn, or at the start of your next turn, it disappears, and the next one comes out. Um, and you can use that to even get the, that light little bit of an advantage by, once those minions are summoned, you can move them and place your minion back there, um... A lot of the, a lot of, all the cards have different abilities. Uh, there's one minion that can attack everything in a line, um, mm-hmm. on the field, either straight up and down or left, like, like from where they are to the end of the field. So you don't want to have them positioned in like spot one or spot 10. Like if there's, if it's a 10, it's like, it's like a five by 10 grid or something like that. You don't want them in spot one or 10. You, or you don't want them in like spot three. And, and, and seven, you want them at one and ten, cause then they can hit all the way across. Uh, it, it is like a good combination of card dueling and chess. And like, like you said, a, yeah. a, a tactical RPG. Um, and it, like, it is, it, it's fun because there is some strategy, but it's also difficult because it's, can be very random depending on the cards that you have in your deck. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't fuss around at all with deck building. I played it for like two or three hours on stream the weekend it came out. And that's, that's all. And so I was like, I'm not going to sit here and build a deck while on stream. I'm just going to keep using the basic stuff that I have. Yeah. I mean, I built a deck, but didn't like go super hard into making sure I had epic combos of things. Yeah. But there, there's definitely a lot of depth to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, Trying to think, I was gonna say something else. And it's free, like yeah, it, it's free to play. It doesn't seem like they're gonna go hardcore on like pay to win. Like it's, 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 it is very much like you can pay money to get more cards, but it's like you can't buy specific cards. It's all card packs. It's random what you're gonna get. I believe. Um, as you play, you'll get more decks, and then you'll get currency that can buy cards as well. Like you don't need. It is just like any like any free-to-play game. You technically don't need to put money into it to play, but the plus side of this game is you don't have limited time to play. It's you are limited to what you have unless you put money into it. Right. It does also have the card crafting system very similar to Hearthstone, where you can disenchant duplicate cards or just whatever card you have. It doesn't have to be duplicates, but it has a one-button disenchant all uh, things that you have more than three of, mm-hmm. and then you can go craft whatever card, and depending on the rarity of the card, it costs more of the crafting material. Yeah, yeah, it it has it it is it is, and then the I just I like the art a lot. Yeah, I like the uh the the character art and the 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 sprite art. Um, it is and it, it's all there. There is like a single player challenge mode. Uh, but the game is primarily competitive multiplayer only. Yeah. 
I, I haven't really dived into like the single player mode more than just a tutorial. You should probably play the tutorial if you're going to play this game just to learn the basics of how to play. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say the first level of the single player stuff uh, does a good job of showing a little more of the mechanics and like practical uses of the mechanics, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I gotta play more. I keep saying I gotta play more Duelist, and then it's just like, something happens and I just don't get around to playing more of it. Sounds like you're a bad friend. Right? Look, look, man. I slept a lot this past weekend. That was your I, choice. It, you could have been playing Duelist. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> my choice. I didn't choose to sleep. It just happened. That's not I how sleep works. Tired. No, it is how sleep works when you're as tired you're as not, I was. You are not narcoleptic. You could have made that decision. You could have taken some stimulants. I don't know if drinking coffee would have kept me awake. There are other things than coffee that I'm could have kept you awake. not doing anything besides coffee to keep myself awake. No dose. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about taking cocaine. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Just I'm, fucking take a five-hour energy. Those things are worse for you than pounding multiple cups of coffee. That's fine. They're better than cocaine. But, but no, like I'm no. It's if I'm t- if I'm tired, I'm just I'm not going to force myself to stay awake because I'm also going to going to be grumpy. I mean, you're always Would grumpy. What's just, the difference? Well, He's got yeah, you there. I'm, I'm not always, <laughs> grumpy. but like if you're tired, like that's I was just relaxing and watching TV, and I I just would knock out within ten fifteen minutes of watching TV, and I then I would I look Sunday or Monday, I I woke up at eight o'clock. Let the dog out, fed him, watched some TV and ordered breakfast, eat it, and then watched some more TV, and then woke up at two o'clock. So in the time I, you I, in the time you were waiting for your breakfast to be delivered, you could have played some Duelist too. I probably could have, but also, I mean, it wouldn't have. It the, a, a match might have taken longer than for my food. Oh well, they don't take that long. Well, I order from the uh, the club club diner, which for breakfast when I order for club diner. Usually within 20 minutes. I think you could have easily played at least one game. Um, but, I, yeah, I could have easily lost one game, no problem. <laughs> or I could have tried and lost a game in 45 minutes. Have if you, you have a thing good? take 45 fucking minutes in that, that would be insane. I, well, no, 45 minutes is probably a lot. Like, you, I think, I think, uh, I think average play time like no more than 30 minutes in that i'd um, i'd be shocked if the average game is longer than 10 minutes. but yeah it was it was i was exhausted this weekend and i needed that sleep. well anything else you guys want to say about duelist check it out yeah. free on steam um made by our friends at dreamsoft games all right rich yes how's mega man x going all right so i played mega man x4 this week um and i was able to beat uh make it for uh through zeros Came playing through as zero first uh, with a with a a a, uh, a walkthrough, which didn't really only helped with locations of heart and and uh, health tanks, and really didn't help with like strategy because zero is way different than using X. Um, in that one, uh, I was able to get through it. I started at six, finished that at nine thirty, and then played as X at nine thirty, and finished that by quarter after twelve. Um, so it was like, it was just over six hours to beat them. Uh, it was super cringe. Um, just look up if you have a chance. You should be able to find it on, on, you could probably find it on my VODs on, uh, Twitch. 
uh, and eventually on YouTube, or just look it up on YouTube, the scene, What Am I Fighting For, from Mega Man X4. It is the most ridiculous scene I've ever seen in any game, because the, they did, they, they treated this like Mega Man 8. It had the voice acting, it had the animated cutscenes, and it was just horrible voice acting. Super cringy voice acting, very bad. X sounded like a little girl. Which, oh, I have seen that before. Yeah, X sounded like a little girl. Zero sounded like a preteen. Um, and it's just it it was rough. But like overall, the game itself was was enjoyable. It wasn't it wasn't super difficult, but it wasn't the easiest. Um, zero playing as zero certainly a harder game than playing as X. Um, because uh, like zero doesn't get like the energy tank or the uh the armor upgrades and things. He his upgrades come through fighting the bosses and like his. His abilities don't have energy, but he has to put in like a button combo. So like down and Y makes you do your down attack or makes you do your ice attack or up and Y makes you do your fire attack. But like a lot of some of the uh, enemies, some of the bosses don't even give you an attack. It's just like, oh, you got double jump now or you got jump dash now. And Is that for like that. X2 or just for zero? No, X, X gets actual powers from every boss. It's just with zero. Um, because Zero doesn't like, need them. Zero just has that cool ass laser sword. I mean, kind of, yeah, in a sense. But like, some of the bosses are difficult without it, unless you know, like speedrunner strats and things like that. Um, but it is, it is very much a very fun game. I had so much nostalgia from playing it back as a kid. Um, I forgot a lot of the cutscenes, but like playing through it and finding some of the uh, areas where these uh, special items and things are. I was just like, oh yeah, I do remember this. Oh, I remember that part. Um, finding like the heart tank in uh in the spider stage in the jungle. I was like, oh, I remember this exactly. Like once I got to it, I was like, oh yeah, I hundred percent remember that. Um, and, and and a couple of other things. And it's just like it was. It's honestly probably so far the easiest of the four that I've played, and probably the easiest of all eight. Um, I've heard, uh, five, six, and seven are some of the harder three of these eight games. Um, but it was, it was super fun and the bosses were great. It's when they finally start saying the boss names when, when you go into a, 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 a battle. Unfortunately, you can't skip the little load screen like you could in Mega Man X3. Um, and, uh, there was no easy way to fill up your containers. Like, the, like in every X game, there's an area you can go that helps you fill up your energy tanks. Like, there's like, oh, you get, you'll get one energy tank every time you do this. So go do it a few times and then go into the final boss or whatever. Uh, this one, it was just like, uh, you gotta get lucky. Um, and for sure, it was a lot easier to fill my energy tanks as X than it was as zero because zero is close range and like, it, you have to be on point with dodging in order to help you heal, fill your energy tanks. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It is, uh, right now it is three of four, uh, in positioning. I think, I, I think I prefer one. I think my order right now is Mega Man X1, Mega Man X2, X4, and then X3. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, you guys really should check that out. It's, it's on my VODs on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube eventually, but I had fun. Do you guys, did you guys play X4? Do you remember X4? I remember the, the, the voice acting in the cutscenes, but I don't remember much else. No. It was, uh, the, the, the cool thing is, like, the levels aren't that long in this one, which is really nice. Like, X3, the levels were long, and it was a little frustrating sometimes. 
Uh, but in, and like, if you got to the point of a game over, you had to start from the beginning of the level. Whereas in this one, even with the shorter levels, if you got a game over, it would start you at the checkpoint, which was very, very nice. So I own Mega Man X6 on PlayStation. So I know I played that one. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever played anything beyond X4. Yeah, I wow. always liked the idea of the X games more than I ended up actually liking playing them. And, like, that that still stands. Like, I've played the beginning of a bunch of them multiple times, and I just never stick to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Six might be the one that I actually played the most of, though, because I owned it as a child. I, Makes sense. I, yeah, I guess I'll remember when you talk about it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I know in Mega Man X5, I played, I remember watching her play a little bit of it, but I didn't like it because... I was a zero kid. I liked my edgy swordsman. Um, Nerd. There's no zero in X5. Oh, really? Because zero is dead in X5. Oh. Uh, and there's, it's, you, you're fighting the zero virus or something like that. Cause four is the um, first one you get to play as zero, like, 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 like pick who you play as, right? Yeah. So in, in X3, you could change to zero once per level or once per, like, load into a level. And then if you changed out of zero, you wouldn't be able to change back into him until it loaded back into the like the home screen and then back into the level. But if he died at any point in time, he was out for good. So you could basically only switch to him once. And a lot of people change to him at a certain point so that X can get the the sword. Um, but beyond that, yeah, you you could never have played as as zero in, in any other game except for an X four where you get to choose X or zero. And then is it five or six where you actually like X just has the sword? It's probably five, uh, because zero is not around. Uh, That's he's fair. Dead. So it's probably five. I think it's five. Uh, I like I didn't play a lot of it. Like I said, I didn't like when I was a kid. I didn't like five because there was no zero, and I didn't understand that like zero was like the first time he was ever in these games was in X four because I never played the X games before this. I know. So it, like when zero, you 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 ha- have the sword in six also. Like the cover is literally Mega Man holding the fucking sword out. Well, like, I might be wrong with, like, when the Zero is dead. I just, I googled it real quick, and it said that the Zero virus was created in X5. I don't know if that means Zero is dead in that one. It was a quick Googling. I'm not going to actually try to figure it out right now. Uh, But, like, these games are a lot darker than regular Mega Man. And a lot more interesting. Like, it is a future, it is far off in the future of the Mega Man timeline. So, like, or no, I think I think somebody said that it's actually, like, 30 years into the future after Mega Man ends. So there's no actual, like, end, but 30 years after Mega Man has no more is when, like, the X stuff starts. And it's just, like, basically, the Mavericks are robots that were created by man that, like, want to take over the world or create their own society. Um, and then Wily created uh, Zero, who is just evil. Apparently, but he doesn't turn evil. Uh, he was turned good or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. It's wild. And it can be quite dark. Because every, after every game, it's always like, X questions himself as to whether all of this is worth it. And if he'll ever become evil himself and stuff like that. Which, yeah. That's that's kind of like... I mean, Zero is basically the um, the X version, like, proto-man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was created by... He was, even, he was created by Dr. Wiley. Um, wasn't Proto Man also created by Dr. Wily, or was that was Proto Man created Pro- by Dr. Light and then taken by Dr. Wily? He was taken Proto Man created by was, Dr. Light. 
Well, he was he was created by both. They were partners <laughs> at the time. Okay. I, f- I think, I'm... and this might just be, like, how I'm recognize, like, how I'm remembering the fucking, the, uh, the proto-men and their, how they do it, but it's like, I believe they were partners, and they created proto-man, but... According to Dr. Wikipedia, Dr. Light is the creator. Okay. I thought it was like, they were partners, and Dr. Wily was like, we should use these as weapons, and Dr. Light's like, no, and so then Dr. Wily basically steals proto-man and turns him into the weapon that is. I don't think I ever knew that his fucking name in Japan was Blues. Man, Who? you should listen to the Megas. <laughs> nah, we're fine. I mean, I, I will say, like, Z- Zero was cool mostly because of the sword, but it does, it looks like um, Five is another one you can play as X or Zero. Okay. Um, but then at the end of Five is when X gets the, uh, the sword for Six. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Um, anything else you want to say about Mega Man X4? Uh, no, I mean, I, I liked it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think it was one of the worst ones, um, right now. I just, I really still don't, do not like X3. So that's the one that you're going to replay then? No. No, I mean, I think you should really give X3 another shot. See, see if maybe it was just a bad day. No, I mean, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think a bad day had anything to do. I, I, like the game was extremely tedious and difficult at some stupid parts. And like I said, the levels were long. So if you died, you had to do it all over again. And that's, that was the very worst part. It was like, if you died, you had to go through all of this that you went through just to get to the point that you died and you had to deal with one hit kills constantly. It's just, it is not, I'm, it is nothing that I ever want to try to play. Fine, fine. God, this fucking, um, but no, so what do you, so it's, it, there's eight games, right? Yeah, as far as I can remember, there's eight, uh, X games and then I got to do the ZX games next, which that'll be, when that goes on sale on Steam, and then Battle Network, and then Battle Network when that goes on sale on Steam, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying that full price. It's going to be like a sale price game. Um, hey, and at least now, now you can play on any platform. It doesn't have to be Steam. Yeah, I mean, if I if I see it on sale on Switch, or if I see it on sale on PlayStation, I'll get. Uh, I'd like maybe I'll do Switch because I mean that it's going to be a, st- a stream only game if I do it anyway. So there's not real point for me having it on Switch. But I'm just saying, like, like you could wishlist it on everything, and the first one to have a decent sale. Yeah. Like, you're now in a position where you can play on any platform you own. Yes, because I finally got a capture card. A good capture card. Um, I had one before, and that's how I was playing my Switch games. But, like, I, it was, like, best was 720, and, like, it was still not, it, it was not good. You had to play in performance mode over, uh, resolution, and so it made everything look either grainy and chalky and just, like, duller. I played around on my capture on my new capture card. I got the Elgato HD sixty S or X. I think it was the S, and uh, it looked perfect. And I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. I can actually play these games the way they're supposed to be played. Which congratulations. Thanks. Ho- hopefully, you, you can get some decent like PlayStation games in so that thing um, gets a little use. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've been thinking of going through. I've been. I want. I need to put together my um, Epic and Steam library, and I want to put together a uh, like a list for my PlayStation library as well as my Switch library, so that anytime people redeem things for like new game where it's like the game I already own, they can go through and pick whatever game is on that list. Um, to do with Steam shouldn't be too hard. To do with Epic is a little annoying because I have to like go into recent purchases and and like 
make sure they're all on there and then run a code on HTML. But same with Steam, like run a code on HTML. But like, I don't know how I'm going to do it with PlayStation or Nintendo. Like, without just typing it out. Because I have a lot of games on PlayStation and Nintendo. I don't want to sit there and just type it out. I want something that'll just automatically compile it. Which, there might be a way. I like, I'm sure, probably going through a library setting just the same as how I'm supposed to do it with Steam and Epic, like, would be able to figure it out and do that, but it's still, like, figuring out if I can find, like, a library on the, on, 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 like, the browser and then making sure I can get, make sure it's all on there. It's just, I have to do all that research and figure all that out, because, like I said, I have a lot of games and I don't want to have to sit there and type them all out. Yeah, that's a, that is a lot. Yeah, like, like Steam alone is, uh, and this isn't even a lot, but Steam alone is, uh, doesn't it say somewhere? What does it say? I thought it said somewhere on your list. Oh, 307. How many? 307. I mean, that's, that's a lot though. It is. But it's like, to, to have to handwrite all of them, and some of them are like, I mean, like to put, have to put into the spreadsheet 112 operator and 911 operator. It's just, oh my god. Is there really no way to, like, export your Steam library? Uh, as far as I know, no. Not without just going online to Steam, um, and, like, putting in some HTML code to get that, uh, show on there or something like that. But, like, I, I, the people I asked if there was a way to do it are very tech-savvy people, and that's how they would do it. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the easiest way to do it. It's probably, like, the faster way to do it. Apparently there is a way to do it. Yeah, apparently. So there should be a way to just, like, go in, copy, and, and basically copy and paste your games list into, like, Notepad, and then save it as a CSV. I'll have to look it up. I mean, it's copy-paste CSV. Well, I, like, like, copy, like, just highlight all the games in my list. Yeah, and then paste it into Notepad, which is just a blank text document. And then when you save it, do save as and change the, um, the extension to .csv instead of .txt. And that will make it, make it open in Excel. And then you can save that document as an actual like Excel document. Are you trying it right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, um, last thing to talk about, I um, I finished the Avengers X-Men Eternals event thing that Marvel did. Um, it was a weird fucking event. Um, it was like it was like one of those like they were they were definitely trying to make the Eternals matter, which they've been trying to do since before the movie came out. But then I feel like it was also just a way for them to kill Magneto and bring him back later as a villain again. Because, <laughs> like, Magneto hasn't been a villain in a long time. Like, he's gone a little rogue a couple of times over, the, like, the last few years. But for the most part, he has either been, like, a hero or an anti-hero, but, like, generally not, like, one of rule the world villain. Um, and this event, like, they, they killed him early on. Um, and they... They they wrote it in such a way that when the big bad at the end decides that he fucked up and he's going to bring everybody back, um, Magneto was not one of them because he. It was very much like um like a Dragon Ball Z like when Goku um has them use the Dragon Balls to wish back everyone Frieza killed. Um, the whole group of people that was with Magneto wasn't killed by the bad guy. He was killed by a different bad guy, so he didn't get brought back. And it was just I don't know. It was weird. It was interesting, though. They basically, um, the Eternals decided that the mutants were deviants, which is what the Eternals exist to destroy. Um, but it was just, it was the Prime Eternal decided that because he's a douchebag. Um, so it started out as a war between the Eternals and the X-Men and the Avengers trying to stop it. And then it, it escalated into the Avengers and the Eternals and some of the X-Men created their own god. 
who then decided that the planet Earth um, didn't deserve to exist anymore and was going to give everybody 24 hours to prove him wrong. And they failed, so he just starts destroying the fucking Earth. And then, like, at the end of it, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I guess you're right. I, I am fallible, and I fucked up. So, like, here you go. Everyone's back. No sure. harm done. Bye. I'm going to give all my powers to somebody else. I did not do a good job. <laughs> um, and they think somebody else will? Like, So they gave it to one of the Eternals. because it, So, um, do you remember, like, the, the Celestial at the end of the movie? Yeah. Um, so the Avengers in the comics have been living in a dead Celestial for the last few years. Um, and they needed some kind of, like, higher being, I guess you'd say, you'd call it, to, um, to stop what the Eternal, like, what, um, the Prime Eternal decided. Um, so they, like, brought this dead Celestial back to life, but it turned out he was already a little crazy when he died. Um, and then they brought him back with, like, the personality, like, a, a mixture personality of Tony Stark, Mr. Sinister, and... One of the Eternals, because those were the three that, like, helped bring him back together. So, like, he was an egomaniac that thought that he knew best, and, like, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, it had some interesting moments, though, because it definitely, a lot of the, a lot of the narrative was told from, like, the Celestial's point of view, because it was, it was omnipresent. Like, it knew what was happening at all times, all across the world. So it would, sh- every issue, it was showing you something that was going on with, like, just normal people. And how, like, these normal people are dealing with this, like, mass catastrophe. And, like, what people are basically just giving up on life and what people are, like, trying to make a difference and stuff like that. Rather than, like, just focusing on the, like, the heroes all the time. But then, like, when it switched back to the heroes, they were generally doing interesting stuff with them. Because um, a lot of this, a lot of this kind of spun out of, um, it recently got revealed in the comics that the mutants had figured out a way to resurrect their own like at will. Um so like mutants can't die anymore. Um and the world was very upset that mutants can't die, but they can and they won't share this like magic gift that they now have. Mm-hmm. Um and like the uh the eternal the the prime eternal decided that like that wasn't okay cuz that made them too much like the eternals, so they had to be wiped out. Makes sense. Yeah. And they actually I didn't know this cuz most of what I know from the eternals is also from the movie. Um apparently like eternals can die which they don't really ever go into in the movie. Um, but what happens is when they die, somebody on Earth then drops dead, and they are brought back. Like, they are resurrected. Hmm. So anytime they've died over, like, their million years of existence, another, like, human or or whatever on the planet Earth is killed, and they are resurrected by the planet. So, okay. like, you know, that that has to come out during this whole storyline, too, of, like, yeah, like, we've pretended to be heroes and, like, help people, but, like, really, anytime, like, we get involved in shit and one of us dies, like, one of you then has to die, too, and you don't get to pick or anything, like, you might just be, like, sitting there enjoying your breakfast, and then all of a sudden you're just fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Eternals suck. No, they they really do. Like, some of them are, are better than others, but overall, as, like, a group, they are kind of shitty. Yeah. Um. But, like, the, this was one of the probably better, like, event things Marvel has done in the last several years. Um, this and the one with Thor that I can't remember the name of. Um, a lot of the other ones are pretty boring. This one, like, it, it at least thought outside the box. Yeah. Still had a little bit of a lackluster ending with, like, the villain, like, the villain was too powerful. So it was just, like, there was no way to beat him, so it was really just a, like, convince him he was wrong. It was very much a Naruto, like... Actually, yeah, it was exactly like Naruto versus Pain. Pain destroyed the village, and then Naruto went and talked him out of it, and then he's like, oh, you're right. 
I'm just going to give up my life and just bring everybody back. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about the misunderstanding. Sorry. Uh. Well, I mean, Pain never turned. Pain didn't say like, "Oh, sorry, you were right." He. I'm trying to remember the fight. Pain wasn't like, "Oh, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding." Pain was, "Oh, you ninja are better than I thought you were." Well, specifically or at least the Naruto. leaf ninja. Well, yeah, Naruto, but it's like the leaf ninja are better than he was brought up to understand. So. I'm going to bring them all back to life because now I, I was led astray is really what it was. Yeah. But I like, it's, it's you get the gist though. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I'm, I'm splitting hairs with the Naruto thing. I was just trying to remember exactly how that went down. But were you able to, to copy and paste your stream library? Uh, not from steam. Like uh, I, I guess maybe online, but like I would highlight all of them, hit control C and it would not control V. So it won't work. Uh, account details, and then the first list. Okay, so you might have to go to, like, a certain part of Steam to do it, but there's see. somebody on, um, on, like, a Steam forum posted that this is how they do it. I'll try it out and figure out how it works for you. Okay. Um, anything else either you guys want to talk about, though? Nah, I think I'm good. Alright. Yeah, that's, that's about a show. Good. So, in that case, um, in two weeks, we will be watching or talking about, um, Taskmaster Champion of Champions, right? Yes. Um, and that will be on YouTube, and I'll post a link in the show notes so you can find it easier. Um, it's two episodes. Um, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there, though, with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of other places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, where's your streams and stuff? Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. You can watch me stream video games uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, I'm playing a lot of Mega Man, playing a lot of Monster Hunter, but probably Generations Ultimate at this point, and not Rise, because I'm kind of bored with it right now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Come February, there's probably going to be a lot more other games that we'll be playing. Sifu, Tales of Arise, and the like. But I want to wait until after I beat all the Mega Mans before I jump into something. That's valid. Uh, and with that, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.